When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 4, Chapter Titled, No Such Thing as a Sure Thing. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And I'm kind of dizzy. Why? Well, because before we started, I went, uh, 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 Oh yeah, that'll tr- do it. Trying to get myself all hyped. Um, and now I'm just dizzy. So, um, how are you, Tanya? I'm pretty good. How are you? And what did you watch this week? <laughs> Uh, ooh, I don't think either of us have watched anything new. That... No. I mean, we watched the new episode of Peacemaker. We watched the new episodes of Vox Machina. This is like the one problem with like appointment television is that now we have plenty to watch, but we don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. Because we're watching the same things every week. Now we can talk about what Channing, Channing Arnold posted about in our Facebook group. Yeah, when we watch it. Yeah. Well, we could just mention that he is suggesting that we watch murderville murderville yeah i can't wait to watch it i'm very excited for it i didn't know anything about it until like two or three days ago and now i'm i want to watch it so bad yeah it looks really funny yeah and murder mystery i love it i'm very excited so we'll be able to talk about that when we watch it but we haven't few weeks probably uh, yeah, we have so much that we're watching week to week right now. It feels odd. Yeah. No, I, I told Tanya yesterday, like, it's such an embarrassment of riches. Like, it's always like this. Like, we go from, oh, we haven't had a show in a while to we have nine shows. What are we going to do? Yeah. How are we going to figure this out? I mean, plus every week now we, we watch Critical Role together. I mean, mm-hmm. so we, for the most part, yeah. we start it together at least um, and occasionally finish it together. Yeah. It's crazy. We have so much. Yes, we are very, very rich. Yep. Uh, with media. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I really have. I mean, do you have anything? No, not really. Like, we we haven't done anything, really. We haven't gone anywhere. We haven't watched anything new or listened to anything new. I don't even think we've read anything new. We're just kind of... Trying to get through winter. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, an awful start to 2022. Um, uh, my health hasn't been great, which is why I ignored the question earlier. But because of that, like, I'm just kind of moping around all the time or laying around, you know? Yeah, it's I will say moping, moping and resting are two different things. Yeah. Like, your body needs to be in a state of rest more often than usual because your body's trying to heal itself. So, yeah, it's... You're going to get through it. We're all going to get through it. And ultimately, these things always seem to dissipate once spring comes. Like true. things things don't feel this way. It's true. Unless it's winter. It's true. I've always had awful digestive issues. Like uh, um well, I've always had digestive issues. But it gets awful sometimes. The last time I got awful, uh it started in like August, right? And it was really bad through the winter. And then in spring, I was like, I'm feeling better now. Yeah. Winter winter is hard because like tough things happen throughout the year. But when they happen in the winter, you're also battling winter blues and 
cold weather and regular like flus and colds and allergies because all of a sudden it'll be warm for a week. So like winter is the pits. I understand (laughs) that it's necessary. I understand that our bug population would be like astronomical if there was no like seasonal cycle. That does not deter me from hating winter. Yeah. Winter is very important. It's important, but it sucks. Yeah. And it always feels like, like heading towards winter, it's like, oh, it's just a few months. Like, it's not even the majority of the year. I mean, literally every winter we've been together. I mean, how long was that now? Like nine years? Mm -hmm. Every winter we've been together, like December, you go into it like... This this winter is going to be good. I'm going to make sure like I've got things I want to do and things I want to look forward to. This one's going to be fine. And then January 3rd, you're like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do winter. Yeah. And I do it every year. I get through it every year. Every year, winter feels longer than spring, summer and fall combined. I don't understand how that works. The days are shorter. You would think that winter would feel shorter. It doesn't. It does not. Right. And that's what I've done this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, and I'm supposed to like, I I like to try to ask questions related to the episode, but I don't, I don't have any this week. I don't, have you ever? Have you ever gambled? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. I've never had a gambling problem. Um, I've gambled here and there when it's fun. Like, I feel like gambling is stupid. Um, but on occasion, if you're just doing it to have like a fun little, I know I'm going to waste this money. You know, if I don't, then cool. But it, it gives you something like if it's a, a football game, right? Like if you go into to the Super Bowl, which by the time you hear this, it will have already happened. But mm-hmm. if you go into it and you, you don't care about the game and you say, I'm going to put because I have $20 that it won't bother me to lose. I'm going to put $20 on this game. Now, all of a sudden, it gives me a reason to be invested in this game that I don't care about because I don't care about the two teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're into the sport, but maybe not the teams, it can make it a little fun. Um, There are a lot of things now where you can like bet on specific players and stuff in the middle of the game. And I can't imagine like that's got to be so stressful because now you're not even paying attention to the overall game. You're paying attention to whether or not one player throws the ball enough times. Like it's it that's got to be maddening. But Overall, no, I don't really gamble. Um, I've, I've been to Vegas once. I was there for three nights, and I didn't want to lose money, so I promised myself I would only gamble one night. Um, and I gambled with $100, and I actually made out with more money than I started with. So that that was it. I stopped. I stopped mostly because I got wasted. So, I mean, all things considered, it worked out well because I could have gotten so wasted that I spend all of my money but um no it's it's just not a thing that's really in me to just give away money like that i want to get something in return like a video game yeah have have you ever gambled yeah definitely um same like i i never made it a habit but i have always thought of it as more like you go to a casino like you play a few games and you treat it as if it's like Chuck E. Cheese or (laughs) Dave and Buster's like 
if you're getting something out of it, then I don't know, play a little bit and have fun and see if you can win something. And then once your money is like, once your allotted money is gone, don't try to do anymore. Like my sister used to live right outside of a casino town in Colorado and like everyone worked at that casino. So like my sister worked there, my brother-in-law worked there, like, and they were always there. So when they were working, like I would go and of course they have buffets and I got a big discount because my sister worked there. And honestly, the reason you go to a casino is for the buffet. Um, so I ate really good and I played slot machines for like an hour or so. And once like the $20 that I had said, okay, I'm only going to use $20 on these slot machines was gone. I didn't play anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was fun and and I've been to casinos a couple times since, and it's always fun. But I don't think I would ever, like, take it seriously mm-hmm. enough for it to become a problem. Right. And and that's, like, I, I, that might come across as us sounding dismissive. Like, it's just, just don't do it that much. Oh, no. no like, I understand yeah, why it would be. I get it. Like, if you if you have that gene that makes you, like sink your teeth in and and get try to get more like i get it yeah i just don't have that gene yeah i i honestly could see myself being a person where if i had had like one night and i had had like i don't know a thousand dollars of an allowance to use i probably could have gotten deeply entrenched in gambling because like if i had won something on it then of course, like that's that's a more substantial amount mm-hmm. that you're using to gamble with. So it's a more substantial amount that you're taking home if you win. If I had had that kind of experience, I could see myself as being someone who would want to do that all the time. Well, and and on the opposite end of it, more so, I think what the what what most people when they find themselves in trouble it's that they have that $1000 they spend that $1000 and then they're like oh my god i didn't think i was going to lose that $1000 now i have to get it back mm-hmm. like I, th- I think when you go into it and you're like no i'm going to do well this time that's when you start to like uh oh yeah i always just assume i'm going to lose this money yeah anyway you know what else we did <laughs> what do we do we watched boy meets world season 7 episode 4 chapter titled no such thing as a sure thing. Uh, go ahead and please do blurb me up. All right. The blurb for this episode is Corey tries to get over his breakup with Topanga by dating a new girl. This episode is directed by Jeff McCracken and it is written by Gary H. Miller. Woo. I felt like you were like building that up. I mean, no. Um, it's fine. What? Me not building it up or the no, episode? No, the people who were involved with the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. n- nothing exciting. It's nothing exciting. Do we start, though, in the classroom? That could make this exciting. You know, I'm not sure where we start from I know the where very we start. beginning. It took me a minute. Well, yeah, I know where we start now. Oh, but okay. like, if we're thinking of it as, like, where are we? <laughs> I don't know. We're in Sean's lap with Angela, where mm-hmm. they are just making out. Now, they have become maker-outers. No, I was going to say this. They're not making outing. I was no? going to make a point of this. Yeah, they're not maker-outing. And, and and I found that very fascinating. And I, and I picked up on it a little bit here, 
But as the episode went on, I watched more and more and more, and either they knew how much they were going to have each other's faces in each other's face, or they are so fucking tired of each other, like in real life, they are not kissing. They are mouth closed, pressing their faces up against each other round and round in a circle. Really? Yes. Like... Um, so weird that you noticed all of these details about their kissing. Well, I don't know. Like, we've seen Sean make make out with girls, so it's not a thing. And we've seen Angela and Sean kiss. Um, but I don't know if at this point in the season, like, they're just done with each other. Or if uh, they just knew, like, we we don't have it in us to kiss that much. Yeah, like, for spoiler alert for this episode... That's all they're doing this episode. Right. In like every scene of this episode, they are somewhere making out. So they probably weren't because of that. Like. But anyway. They would have been like covered in each other's saliva if they had been. But anyway. um, They, they, I mean, they cover it up pretty well. I mean, they've, they've got people's heads in the way most of the time or, or like one of them is faced away or whatever. Uh, but anyway, they're kissing a lot. They're kissing a lot. And all we see is like, like they're like waist height to like everybody around them. There's just like crowds of people around cheering them. Cheering and singing. Cheering and stuff. And, and the band is playing. And then we like pan over and it turns out they're at like a pep rally in Chucky's. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel grabs, uh, what are those things called? I don't know. The thing that she talks through, was she talking through a mic or was she talking through the little, what are those, megaphone? Yeah, I I don't remember. I, feel I was like probably she, paying too much attention to the not kissing. Yeah, I think you were. But I also, I was taking notes at this point. It was really weird. I kept having to tell myself to stop taking notes because I wasn't watching the screen. Regardless, it doesn't matter what she's talking through. She's saying something. Yeah, she's very loudly talking about like this game. It's like the championship and... Like, getting everyone pumped up. And then you notice, because she's in a cheerleading outfit. Didn't know she was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who else is in cheerleading outfits? Who? Eric and Jack. That's right. They sure are. So, they're all cheerleaders. They're all three. cheerleaders. And apparently, it's just easy. Just You just jump into cheerleading, and you can be one now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they're really excited about the game because they've got Jerry Mungo. Jerry Mungo's going to win the game for them. They're going to beat the Amish. Uh, but then it gets too noisy for Sean and, and Angela, and they walk outside to Topanga, who's sitting outside reading. And they're like, do you mind if we sit here? It's way too loud in there. And she's like, sure, as long as you don't. And then they start making out. And she's like, do that. Yeah. And then we cut back inside. And now Eric and Jack are holding a cheerleader up. Mm-hmm. And everyone else has put their cheerleader down and they are just holding her up and looking up her skirt while Eric is. Yeah. Uh, he actually says, see you at the game panties. Mm-hmm. And I groaned. It was so bad. It's a bad start to the episode for Eric. Yes. So let's see where it goes. This episode, there could have been a drinking game where we would get drunk if we took a shot every time Eric says panties. Or did something sexist or uh, uh, almost uh, uh, abusive. We're not trying to die. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they put her down. They're um, excited about the game, but they found out that Jerry might not play, right? Yeah. yeah. 
because Jack is just like, oh, Jerry might not play if he doesn't pass the test, huh? Ooh, insider information, huh? Ooh, oh boy. And Eric is like, Jack, you okay? And he's like, yeah, no, I just, I'm fine. Um, and they start talking about the fact that, like, the Amish have won for the past 40 years. This is a big deal. And Eric is like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It was just a short little streak of theirs. Like, we've got this. Um, and Jack's like, we do? Why do you think? He's because like, we have a penguin. And they turn and look at the penguin guy in the costume. And the head is off. It's an Amish person. So Eric goes and chases him away. Eric goes to chase him away. And then the penguin runs up and bounces off the, like, height uh boosting trampoline and like does a flip away and then eric runs and jumps on that trampoline and bounces backward and he's just like oh (laughs) um and then we go back outside and um cory comes up to to the three the topanga sean and angela yeah and he's just there bugging Topanga and now I'm no Topanga apologist but Corey was being a jerk in this moment like he would not leave her alone I mean it gets real bad um yeah he's he starts trying to talk to Sean and and Angela and they're like ignoring him and he's like see Topanga like what they used to they weren't together and and now they're back together and they this wouldn't you like to be like that and she's like what you'd want to make out for a long time until we hate each other and uh, Corey is like, no, we wouldn't hate each other, and uh, goes to kiss her. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, kiss me with tongue, and then leans in and tries to force himself on her. She pushes him aside. He falls down and hurts himself, and he's, and she yes. apologizes. She apologizes, and Corey acts incredulous because he got hurt because she pushed him away from him. Her, it was bad. Yeah. Anyway. Then Eric comes back through and, and he he's has, got the costume. He's got the costume. He took it off the guy. He's uh, like, and Amish infiltrated the team. And everyone's like, okay. And he's like, but now I'm going to need a new penguin. And Corey's like, me, I'm the new penguin. And like Eric puts the penguin head on him and like and pushes Tep- him into the, into Chucky's. And Topanga says, oh, you can't do that. You'll hurt yourself. And Corey says, I can't hurt me any more than you have already hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so Eric pushes Corey into Chucky's and he's like dancing with them. And he's like, I got us a new penguin. And like they're having a good old time. Yep. Now we go to the Matthews kitchen. Mm-hmm. We're having a good old fashioned family dinner. Yeah. You've got Morgan there. Mm-hmm. You've got Corey, mm-hmm. Alan, mm-hmm. Amy, Eric, and Jack. Yeah. All at the table. All the Matthews. It seems like a very small table for that many people. It does. It does. But hey, the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. They're having dinner. Corey's just like, I'm the penguin. Yeah, he is beaming. And um, no one is paying attention to him. And Alan's just like, you guys are not going to win if Mungo doesn't play. He's going to play, right? Like, he's got to play. I He has to win. I can't keep losing money betting against the Amish and Amy's like I really wish you wouldn't gamble and like they're kind of having this conversation about gambling and Jack is like itching at the table well and Amy says I really wish you wouldn't gamble and 
Alan says, I know, that's why I do it. I've blocked that out. What the fuck? I know. I actually, in that moment, thought that maybe William Russ helped out with this episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they're talking about this whole thing about Jerry Mungo, and he might not pass the test because it's Feeney's test, and Feeney isn't going to let him just pass the test. And Morgan is like, Eric, I heard he's dumber than you. And Eric is like, no. Um, I would just like to point out that Eric wouldn't even be in college if it weren't for the fact that Feeney was his teacher every year that he was in school. Yes, yeah. Like, let's stop pretending like Mr. Feeney is ruthless. Like, he passes anyone he likes. Mm-hmm. But so as, like, Jack is, like, itching and, and stressing out, he's like, yeah, I heard gambling can ruin your life. Like, it can, you can make you lose your wife and your kids and everything, and... And um, Morgan looks at him and goes, do you have a problem? And it's like, oh, no, they are handling this bad, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because then Cora's just like, I'm a penguin. Mm-hmm. Again. And, and in the middle of this whole thing, out of nowhere, Alan takes a bite of his mashed potatoes and goes, would it kill you to re- use real potatoes? What the heck, Alan? <laughs> it was such a weirdly shitty episode. Like, not shitty episode. Maybe. We'll get there. But, like, everyone was so shitty to each other. Yeah. It was weird. It was crazy. I thought so, too. Um, it was It was a lot to take in. Yeah. Anyway, we go back to Chucky's, right? And Feeney walks in, and we finally meet the star of the hour, Jerry Mungo. And Feeney is like, listen, you need to be studying. You need to be paying attention. You have this test coming up. If you don't pass the test, you will not play. And Mungo is like, when they gave me a scholarship to come here and play football, they didn't say, they said, they, they didn't, say, didn't nothing. say nothing about no tests. And Mr. Feeney's like, uh, did they ever say anything about double negatives? Yeah, and that's Jack is like watching on, and he's just like insider information, uh, and then he runs to the phone. Well, and he's like biting his nails. Rachel is there; she's trying to tutor Mungo, and she's like asking him questions. And he's like, "Why do you keep asking me things from history?" And she starts like beating the crap out of him with this textbook. She's like, "Because you are a history major, you idiot!" And it was very good. It was funny. It was funny, but coupled in. Like, it still is everybody in the episode being shitty to everyone else. Yeah. But Jack runs to the phone in the middle of all this while Eric is talking to him. And Eric is just like, where'd you go? And Jack gets on the phone. He's like, hey, Bookie? Like, Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bookie. No, I think he says, hey, Danny. Oh, does he? Yeah. I, th- I, I don't know why I heard Bookie. I don't either. <laughs> um, and he's like, I want a dime on the Amish in this game. And Eric comes over and he's like... Oh, also in the middle of this, though, uh, Jack says to the guy on the phone, Danny, I guess, he goes, 12-step program? No, I'm on the 13th step. Relapse. And the crowd laughs. Um, also, I'm pretty sure we all we have Angela and Sean making out here, too. Probably. Um, I stopped writing it down because it was just all the time. <laughs> uh, and... So Eric has walked up behind Jack and he's like, what are you doing? And then he realizes what Jack's doing and he grabs the phone. He's like, hi, I want to put a dime on on it too, on the Amish. 
and um like they're off the phone they're over in the corner jack is like biting the crap out of his nails and eric's just like i put a dime on the amish too and jack's like you what and he's like yeah and he's like do you even know what a dime is and eric's like of course i know the lingo a dime is 14 dollars and 50 cents <laughs> and jack says a dime is a thousand dollars and Eric is like, oh, okay, and passes out. And now it's Chucky's, but it's later. Corey is walking in from like, I don't practice know. Practice or something. He went to practice as the penguin. Yeah. And some girl is like following him and she's like, you did really great as the penguin today. And he's like, yeah, did you see that thing I did with the chair and whatever? The and she- tubas or whatever. Mm-hmm. He fell into the tubas. And she was like, that was the best part. And he was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, maybe after the game, you can come up and see my dorm room. And he was like, don't all dorm rooms look the same? And she was like, well, that's why you would need to come and see whether mine does or or not. And he's just like, And Sean, like, punches him while he's having this conversation with her. Well, doesn't he kick? He kicks from the chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he's making out with Angela. And, um, as she walks away, um, Topanga is standing in the doorway watching on sadly. And the crowd is just like, oh, poor Topanga, who has decided very much that she doesn't want to be with him. Yeah. But at this point, Corey and the long dark haired girl have walked away. Topanga comes in, she sits on the couch and she's just like, I guess... If Corey wants to be with her, then I should be happy for him, right? And Angela, like, stops kissing for a second, and she's just like, right. And Topanga starts talking some more. And finally, Angela's like, Sean, can you give me, like, five minutes to take care of this? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go get some water. I haven't had anything to drink in, like, four days. Yeah. And... So Angela starts talking to Topanga and she's like, you did this so that you would be happy. Are you happy? She's like, no, I'm the most unhappy I've ever been in my life. Like, now that I've seen Corey be happy. Yeah, which has always been the case from the beginning of season two. Yeah. Um, But Angela says, like, I did everything I could to try to push Sean away. And I was miserable. And now we're back together and I'm happier than I've ever been. Like, you know you love Corey. You know that Corey loves you. You should do what you know will make you happy. Yep. And then she says, also, do you have chapstick? My lips are very chapped. And Topanga pulls chapstick out of her front pocket of her shirt. And she's like, here, take it. I don't need it anymore. And Angela puts it on, goes over to Sean, hands him the chapstick. He has been guzzling water. He starts slathering chapstick on. She grabs the water and starts chugging it. And I thought it was so funny. Yeah, it was really funny. And then they start making out again. Uh, And then Eric comes on on, in on a bike. He's doing a bad fake Italian accent. He's wearing bike shorts and a, like, a bike shirt and a helmet. Like, he is dressed to the nines for biking uh jack says that bikes cost five thousand dollars how did he get it and eric says i put four more dimes on the game you know a sure thing's a sure thing and jack says that's not what they say in rehab and uh what do they say in rehab 
I don't know. What do they say? No such thing as a sure thing. Oh, yeah. It's the name of this episode. Oh, now I get it, Gary H. Miller. Um, and they're like, we have to make sure Jerry doesn't play. Like, we, Jerry can't play. And Eric is like, I got this. And and they say something about how, like, they're going to, like, and if, the, if we don't win, we'll just run away. Uh, they don't really care about this anyway, right? And, well, and Jack was like, they aren't going to let you go. The next thing you know, your thumbs are going to be in their thumb jar. And Eric's like, they have a thumb jar? Yeah. And now, classroom or not, Tanya? We are in the classroom. Uh, Mr. Feeney is like grading papers. Eric rides in on his bike. He's honking his little bike horn. And Mr. Feeney is like, goodness gracious, what is happening now? He says, is this the tour de idiot? (laughs) (laughs) So Eric comes in. He immediately starts like interrogating Feeney. Like, will Mungo pass this test? Like, if he doesn't pass the test, are you going to let him play? Like, you have that in your power to let him play. And Mr. Feeney is like, no, I would not do that. Like... His academics are important. They're more important than a game. And Eric is pushing to try to get Mungo to play. He's trying to do reverse psychology. Right. And he's like, really, Feeney? You think, uh, is is football not more important than your morals and ethics? And and honestly, like, that was, I didn't see it as, um, like, reverse psychology. I saw it more as Eric was trying to feel out whether Mr. Feeney would pass Mungo without him actually, like, passing. No, he was definitely trying to get him to, like, um, um, challenge him, basically. Challenge him to hold to his ethics. Yeah. Yeah, because then as, like, as Feeney starts saying this stuff, Eric starts, like, giggling and looking off to the side and then like he'll like back up on the bike giggle some and then come back up to feeney and he's just like what if he gets a 60 no he says what is passing and feeney goes all right you wouldn't know (laughs) (laughs) and he says 65 is passing and eric says so what if he gets 64 and feeney says fail and eric says 87 pass 40 20 and Mr. Feeney's like, are you serious right now? And he's like, ha ha, no. And he's like, but really, 20. And then he backs out of the room and he starts going like, hee 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 hee. And he goes out to the hallway where Jack is standing and Jack is just like, are you good? Are we good? And Mr. Fe- er, and Eric is just like, uh, yeah, of course, like, we got this. And he's like, I gotta, I gotta go back one more time. And that's when he's just like, he's like, uh, are you really going to let your uh, ethics. academic mm. ethics stand in the way of your school spirit? And he laughs and leaves. Mm-hmm. So now we go to the apartment formerly known as Jack and Eric's. Now uh, Jack and Eric aren't allowed there to the girl's apartment. Yeah. Um, we see it on the outside. Um, so I wrote apartment, but we're actually in the hallway where... Topanga's parents are getting out of the elevator and surprise, surprise, they're her same parents as last time. What? I know. I was just as shocked as you are. Well then, I guess we finally found her parents. Yeah, these are her true parents. 
Um, they get out of the elevator and uh, Topanga's mom is just like, are you sure that we should be doing this right now? And her dad is just like, yes, I need her to know. Um, because the reason why she and Corey are having problems is because of what's going on with us. And, um, Topanga's mom is like, I, I don't think this is what we should be doing. Topanga's going to hate you. And Jedediah is just like, oh no, she couldn't hate me. I'm her dad. And they like flip screen. They're in the apartment and Topanga's crying and she's telling him to get out and that she hates him. And he leaves. As he's leaving, he's like, I love you so much. And she doesn't really say anything except for get out. And she's hugging her mom. And her mom is just like, calm down. Like, I I didn't think he should tell you. And she was like, well, of course he should tell me. And, and so they have a conversation about why this news would affect how she feels about Corey. Right. And, and Topanga's mom is trying to get her to understand, like, her and Corey love each other, and that's different. Um, and Topanga's just like, I can't believe, like, all of this is going on with you and you're thinking about me. And her mom is just, like, trying to talk sense into her. And Topanga actually says, um, because her mom says, you know what, I felt terrible at first i was i don't remember she was crying and screaming Mm and cutting his face out of family photos for three months and then you get to the point where you're just rational rational and topanga goes i'm not rational and her mom goes no you're not and topanga's like like, what (laughs) yeah and she explains that like this isn't you're making what Corey about you and Corey are any way related to me and your father you're just not you're different people and she says, listen, like, you won't get to the point where me and your father got, but I also wouldn't trade any of the years that I had with your father just because of where we are now. Mm-hmm. Topanga's like, you wouldn't? And then we go to um, Chucky's. Yeah, we go to Chucky's. Uh, there's a penguin there and there's a pep rally going again and... Um, everything's going crazy and the long, dark-haired girl comes up to the penguin over to Corey and it's just like, don't forget, come up to my room after the game. And then we see, like, Eric and Jack up on the little platform and they're like, oh, Mr. Phoenix should be coming in any minute now to let us know that, that Jerry didn't pass the test. And, um, then, uh, I think, one of them is just like, oh, look, there he is now. And they're like, hey, everybody, Feeney's on his way. He's going to tell us some, you know, bad news about the game. And Feeney stands up there and he's like, listen, everybody, I just, I, you know, I know you've all been waiting for my word. And I just want to say I have some bad news. And Eric and Jack are like, yes. And Feeney goes, bad news for the Amish because Jerry Mundo is playing in the Mundo. game. Isn't that it? Mungo. Mungo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jerry Mungo is playing in the game and everyone's screaming and cheering and except for Eric and Jack who were like, Feeney, what? How could you, how did he, you said if he didn't pass, he wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Feeney is like, he, uh, you know what? 
It was because that second time you came in there, Eric, you really got through to me and you made me realize that I needed to help this young man out and I spent time with him and and I knew that I could get him to to uh, get he he got a 65. And right? he pulls the test out of his back pocket to show them and they're just so upset. Mhm. And then we cut over to the penguin. Mhm. And Topanga walks in and she just walks up to the penguin and like and she's just like hold me. Mhm. And he does, and then he goes and puts his wing on her butt for, like, a long time. Yeah. And it pans over, and you see Corey standing at the door to the patio of Chucky's, and Topanga freaks out because this penguin is touching her butt. Um, And Corey comes over, and they start talking, and Corey's just like, look, I understand, like, we're never going to be together again. And Topanga's saying, like, I've realized, like, we're not my parents, and I love you, and all of this stuff. And they're talking at the same time and coming to completely different conclusions because neither of them are listening to each other. What? And uh, Corey's like, okay, so we're over then. He starts to walk away, and she, like, flattens him on the ground. And starts kissing him. And for some reason, so like, Corey's arm is back, like, behind his head. And all I could think of was, wow, that is a dry armpit. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> after being married to me for nine years. Well, and being me for 37 years. After being married to me for nine years, you come to appreciate a dry armpit. Because <laughs> it's rare. It's a rare goings around here. <laughs> um. But basically, they kiss, they're making out, they're making out. Somehow, they don't get trampled by the exciting game goers that are all over Chucky's. Um, They're making out, and then all of a sudden, everyone clears out, and they're laying on the floor making out, and you realize that Sean and Angela are in the chair making out, and that's all you see is two couples making out. Well, what is... there There was something funny here. Corey says something... Or Topanga starts saying something about how, like... Um, well, I've been wanting to try to make sure that I, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm there for you and, and we're meant to be together. And, and he says, he's like, he says, you sure haven't been doing a lot of that lately, darling. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be crazy whiplash. Um, anyway, so now we go to the post-credit scene. Yeah. Where are we in the post-credit scene? We're in a buggy. We're in a buggy. There's two Amish people. Uh, driving the buggy yeah running away eric and jack big black beards and they're incognito as amish people and they're just like how long do we have to do this for jack is like i don't know 40 50 years and everybody that we owe money to will be dead and eric's like what um and jack's like oh it's not so bad oh look isn't that that girl that you like and 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 jack says we're not going to make it if you keep harassing or not harassing he says groping the women churning butter mm-hmm. <sighs> um sorry <laughs> so uh eric like cat calls a girl from like across the field and all of a sudden a pitchfork comes flying at him and he catches it he's like holy cow did you see that arm and uh jack's like well, we gotta get out of here and off they go off they go tanya don't ask me this. How did you feel? Please don't. About? Why are you doing this to this me? This 
episode. I hate this episode. <laughs> Why? Like, I don't understand. I really, I tried to think of like any redeeming quality at all in this episode. Like that made me think, oh, I mean, it had some flaws, but it was a pretty decent episode. There was one part that I felt like was a good part. And that was chapstick water, chapstick water. Yeah. I thought that part for some reason was like choreographed perfectly. Otherwise, this episode has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. I mean, we could say like, oh, it's so good to see Sean and Angela back together. But they didn't do anything. Right. Um, we could say, okay, finally, the saga of this back and forth with Corey and Topanga is over. I don't give a shit at this point. Like, if they're together, whatever. If they're not together, also whatever. Um, like, just the constant awful comments throughout the episode. It was written horribly. Like, horribly. They're... Every single character was at their absolute worst. And that is how I felt about the episode. <laughs> how did you feel about this episode? Um, I hated it. I hated it. And and we didn't discuss this before the episode. I was really wondering like how Tanya was going to feel about it. I was hoping she would find some things about it that were enjoyable. Because I'm sure there are people who enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there are people who disagree with us at this point. But... Um, and, and there were moments, I think, that weren't so bad. And if they were in the middle of another episode, um, you know, if the penguin touching Topanga's butt would have been like, okay, kind of like a, ha ha, in another episode where it wasn't filled with literal harassment. That uh, is literal harassment. I, I know, I know. But I just feel like there, there are, all of it compiled together be, formed this terrible soup. Yeah. Um. I mean, Corey was literally forcing himself on Topanga, and, and then we're supposed to be happy that she's decided, you're right, I do love him. Like, Well, and then in turn, he's walking away from her. She forces she herself. Do- yeah, she doesn't stop him and right. say, hold on a minute. And then, like... We need to talk. Like, again, she like... She throws him on the floor. Right. And and their their problem this entire time, their entire relationship has been communication. And they didn't communicate there, and by... Um, and to try to get through to him, her plan is to throw him on the ground and kiss him like uh, it was it was rough eric was terrible um and and we have stood by eric's dumb comments so far this season as yeah well they're funny and in this episode they weren't like it was literally awful um they made they made light of gambling like of being an addict yeah, let's say not just like casual gambling. Right. They made fun. They made a trope and a whole like B plot around thinking that a gambling addiction that he's relapsing into is funny. Right. Literal jokes about him going through a twelve step program and and falling out of it. Like, um, it it was bad. It was bad. It was it was insensitive and it was. Um, it was, you're right. Like it was literally every character at their worst. There were funny times when it was Feeny being mean to Eric, but it's still 
Feeny being mean to Eric. Mm -hmm. And it was for a a funny reason or for a, a, a jokey reason. But it's still literally every character in this episode was being mean to another character except for Sean and Angela. Um, and they didn't have any speaking <laughs> like mm-hmm. outside of a few moments. Amy and Alan were being mean to each other. The only things that Morgan says are mean to Eric. Uh, Eric uh, Corey is being mean to Topanga. Topanga is being mean to Corey. Like it was all bad. Yeah. Top down. It was crazy. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and, and after, I mean, we took a week off and, and I haven't been feeling well for a few weeks now. And I was afraid that I would go into this episode kind of colored by that. But no, it's just, it's a bad episode. Agreed. Sorry. Are you saying sorry to them? Yeah. To the class? Yeah. Sorry, class, for teaching you something so awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are bad lessons in history that you have to talk about. Gotta gotta get past them. This was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Vox Machina is amazing, by the way. In case you hadn't heard. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to think, talk about something happy for a minute. Yeah. There's nothing more to say about this episode. Right. Um... Anything else you want to say before we go? I guess not. I mean, like, I concur. Vox Machina is amazing. Peacemaker is amazing. Abbott Elementary is amazing. It's very good. Um, yeah. Watch watch TV, guys. Watch TV. I don't know if you've heard about this TV thing. I <laughs> recommend it. New innovation. Yeah. Watch, watch TV. Watch TV. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for us. Uh, Tanya, tell the people where they can find us. You can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved and you can chat with us. And that's it. All right. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7 Episode 4. Do good. Class dismissed.